The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. Now, we are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome, you all. And um, that little ditty isn't all places that I've been to, nor the moose. It's all the places that we are daily on Game Plus Television all through America on 31 states. Uh, if you, we are not on your cable provider, call your cable provider. And if you want to know where we air, go to GamePlusNetwork.com. All the states and cable carriers are there. Let's welcome in the moose. It's become a Spicy Moose. He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. I'm down here in South Florida. Are you okay, Moose, with wading into the deep end on this Leah Thomas matter? Because that's where we are, my friend. Yeah, we can go into it. I'm okay with that. Why not? Well, sorry to tell you, we are kind of into it. Just, we're in it. We're in one. And I'm going to get to a sports update in a second here. Um, for those that don't know, by the way, Bronco Plumbing and Heating, they always bring you Rod's rant daily. Shout out to the boys and gals at Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. For Find everything you need to know about their services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. I would suggest give them a follow on their social media too. Bronco Plumbing and Heating. And our two is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. They're found across Western Canada. And if you're lucky, there might even be one in your fridge. Purchase at a store near you today. Not a ton of time will be spent on this situation because we did last hour. But just to recap, Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a proclamation this week declaring Florida-born Emma Wyant as the winner of the women's 500-yard freestyle at the NCAA Women's Tournament rather than transgender athlete Leah Thomas, who actually won it. And history will show that Leah Thomas still has won it. All DeSantis did was give her a piece of paper, the girl from Florida that finished second. But fine, he's put his balls on the table by saying, no, we're not accepting this as Floridians. Our girl won. Boom. End of story. Leah Thomas still has the medal. And I said that Leah Thomas, because of all the crap storm this has started, should just give the medal back and say, I'm sorry, this isn't right. You, however, don't feel, just if I can 
sum that up again? You don't feel that she should give the medal back. That's right. I mean, okay. if she is allowed to compete and, and win, she should be able to keep the medal. Okay, fair. Because the rules are what the rules are, and unless they're changed, fine. Uh, so from our viewers, uh, there are quite a few. And there, there's some good comments here, by the way. I mean, I, I think we can at least debate things and not scream at each other, call each other big, fat, stupid heads, and never talk to them again. Go one step further and try and end their career. <laughs> John in Edmonton says, if the swimmer identifies as a woman, let her compete in the women's events. A very simplistic way of looking at it. Nothing saying that that's wrong. Um, Aaron B. replying to the comment from Wayne. Wayne said that, the, that Leah Thomas should not, because she had a sex change, be allowed to participate in women's events. That's what Wayne said. Aaron B., writes in in the chat and says, it's nice to know I'm not the only person in BC who thinks that way. Follow the science. Aaron goes on to say, speak the truth. You might get canceled, but it's still the truth. Listen, I've been canceled. It's not that big of a deal. Life got better. So just be you. Um, Jack in Alberta says, like anything in life, there needs to be guidelines that go with change. Otherwise, a man can declare as identifying as a woman and use the ladies' bathroom. Just a thought. And enough on that. Other one writes in and says, hey, Rod and Darren, the Jays just made a trade involving Randall Gritchick. Do you have that, Clark? Oh, here it is. Oh, where's my bell? Ring the bell, you pansy. Toronto Blue Jays acquire outfielder Ramel Tapia from the Colorado Rockies in exchange for outfielder Randall Grichik. Grichik just homered yesterday in the 9-2 route of the Yankees. What up with that? How do we feel about this, Clark? I'm not sure I like it. Ah, he says it's a good thing. Clark is giving it the thumbs up. Grichik, 30 years of age, has spent the past four seasons with the Blue Jays. He hit 241 last season with 22 home runs and 81 RBI. Okay. Breaking news on the program. Randall Grichuk is no longer a Toronto Blue Jay. Life will go on. Do you care to analyze the trade, Moose, before we do, in fact, move on? Uh, no, if, if Clark says it's good, that's all I need for a thumbs up from the baseball guy. The Clark stamp of approval. Oh, By the way, I know I look like the crazy cat lady wearing two watches <laughs> right now. I just want to... Have you noticed that? Did you notice that today? No, but I do now. I'm a little surprised that the viewers haven't picked up on that. Uh, the reason being that since I came back to Florida, my Fitbit was deader than a cat, than a skunk on the Trans-Canada Highway. So when I charged it, it was completely out of sync with the time. So the longer I wear it, it takes two, three days, it automatically syncs at some point with the time. So I'm wearing it, but it's dead, or it's off, so I have to wear my other watch. Okay, so that's why I'm wearing it. If anybody wondered, I'm sure you can all sleep better now. John in Edmonton goes on to say, we should hear what Caitlyn Jenner thinks of this issue. Clark? I can tell you. What does Caitlyn Jenner say? Uh, she agrees with, with you and doesn't think that, uh, that Leah Thomas should be able to compete. 
It was in TMZ. I read it. What can I say? When I was doing my homework on this, that's what I read. It's, um, it's a delicate situation because, you know, was it John that sim- simply said if, if, you know, Lee identifies as a woman uh, or a transgender woman, then you should be able to compete as, as a woman. And that's, a, that's what we want, right? That's exactly what we want. You know, if you are a woman, you should compete in women's events. You know, if that's where you identify, that's the easiest, that's the simplest, that's the pure of it. But the problem is, is there's so many people out there that just don't have pure intentions and pure thoughts. And, and so they'll try and manipulate the rules to make money, to get notoriety for sponsorship deals, right? And so, you know, we want to protect the rights of the LBGTQ, of the transgender. We want to protect their rights, give them the opportunities to be able to compete. But we also want to protect the rights of the women who are already working hard to compete and have their own space carved out for them. So it, it's extremely delicate. You know, it's not like a, a man just went and started competing in the women's events. There was hormone things that had to, you know, um, whether it was hormone suppression, I think for a year, um, swimming, uh, U.S. swimming, I think even has 36 months of, of uh, treatment that needs to be done before you can participate. So it's, it's really complex, but uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely the door being open a crack here for some, uh, some shady stuff to happen. Well, a complete diversion and my friend Vincent Goodwin started it all by emailing the, pro- the show. You can do that any time. Go to rodpeterson.com, click on contact. You can send your questions and comments to us that way. And he asked my thoughts on this, and again, what I said was, Leah Thomas, the winner of this, the transgender athletes, should take a knee and say, I'm out. I'm sorry that I created this controversy. See you later. But that's just me. That's what I would do. I'm not telling her what to do or anybody else. Can I live my own life? Cynthia in Pittsburgh writes in and says, while this may be a very sensitive and complicated issue, I'm going to weigh in here and say when they accepted her in the competition, they gave her the right to win and keep the medal. What you're saying, Darren. Yes. Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, so if a person born a woman and changed and identified as a man competes and wins, would there be the same issue? I don't know. Never happened. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, and back on track here. If we are wherever on track, John in Edmonton wants to know: Are you guys going to be in Edmonton for the World Juniors this summer? Over to you, Moose. Great question. Actually, we had a meeting about that yesterday. So I can't say for oh. sure, but I, I can say we want to be there and we're working on trying to get there. Why wasn't I invited to this meeting? It wasn't a meeting you needed to be in. I'll tell you later. Uh, no. <laughs> that makes it any involves sense. Your life. There's a lot of... Yeah, exactly. Uh, furthermore, I want to say a couple things. Rockstar of the day yesterday for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions was Justin Dunk of 3downnation.com. And I wanted to point something out uh, for a second on that. Dunk came on with the 3 Down News, and I was saying to Darren in our morning meeting today that, listen, 
There is no problem with talking about CFL news year-round. I mean, we've been talking about what Vanstone had to say, and then Dunk said it yesterday about the league wanting to be visible year-round. We're CFL fans. We're CFL supporters. There's a lot of teams in the CFL that I think want to be talked about every day. Stampeders and Elks would love it for sure. There are teams that I know don't want to be talked about every day, nor especially in the offseason, but that's just their thing. But I was saying to Darren, I'm not going to forsake talking with the CFL or bringing it up every day when there are teams that want the coverage. For instance, you're going to see him in the next few days. One CFL megastar wrote into our show and said he wants to come on and talk about rule changes. I'm not going to tell you today who it is, but it's, uh, yes, it's 111. Thank you, Ryan McCarthy, for pointing out 1111 Mountain. You know that means that we're on the right track. And uh, Jack, watching in Vulcan, Alberta, says, The pink drink. Yeah, I got it. You don't need it, Jack. You're not overweight at all, as you know. But yeah, I, I, I don't go too far without this. Um, but can I just say this, just for spits and giggles? That CFL megastar said, Rod, I want to know what you want for rule changes in the Canadian Football League. And I'm like, holy, nobody ever asks me. Certainly not in football and really not in hockey either. They, they want my opinion on transgender athletes, but they don't care what I think about CFL rules. But I was like, literally, I haven't thought about it in a long time. I had to think about it for a while. And when that player comes on, I think Clark's booking him in next week. Again, CFL megastar will be with us next week. Oh, it's, it's Monday. He's booked him in. Wait till Monday. You'll find out who it is. That is kind of a fun talk. And I'm going to spend the weekend thinking about what CFL rule changes I'd like to see. I'd like to see that three-down convert brought in. I'd like to see safer rules for kickoffs and punts for sure. I don't want to see the elimination of three downs. I, I do not. If you put a gun to my head right now and said, what do you want? I would say, leave it with three downs. From a business standpoint, however, and the video game standpoint, they should go to four downs. But I think that that canary is out of the cage. Keep the rouge for both punt singles and missed field goals. Keep the three downs, but bring in three-point converts. Safer kickoffs and punts. That's for starters. How about you, Moose? I like that. I think that's pretty good. I like the, the three-point converts, an interesting one, because um, that, would, that would change things for sure. That's, that's probably the most radical thing you could come up with. Um, yeah, you know, the... I would I would tweak the rouge somehow. Um, I don't like the missed field goals resulting in a single point. That's the only thing I would change. I would I would still have the punts uh, result in a single kickoffs potentially, but missed field goals would be the one thing I would eliminate the single point from a missed field goal. That's it. I'm not married to it, but I just think it's hella exciting. When you're in a game and you miss the field goal on that point, it still affects the game. And there was games, yeah. it was a game at Taylor Field. The Ryder fans watching right now will remember the game where Kenny Miller lined up like a 45-yard field goal with a wind at his back. No, it was like a 65-yard field goal. He's like, even if we missed this sucker, we could miss and get a point and win the game. Like, that's pretty damn exciting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Andrew Stute yeah, says, do is. you like... 
Andrew Stute says, do you like the no yards penalty, Rod? No, get rid of it. Stupid, dumb. I don't like it. We'd have to sit and talk about that in a board meeting because I'm not, I'm not a real fan of the fair catch either. There's got to be another way around that. Ted Blue is watching. Ted Blue's watching on YouTube says, hey, Rod, what is the pink drink? Here we go. How long you been watching, Ted? I used to be a fat pig. Darren and Clark have said it. Not in so many words. They watched video from like a year and a half ago where I was 50 to 60 pounds heavier than what I am now. I went on this pink drink. It's a probiotic. It flushes your system. What can I say? Gets things moving. Brought to you by Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Um, Tacona in Winnipeg says, Rod, will the pink drink help if you just drink it and don't overly exercise, especially cardio, as I'm in a chair? I know you are, Tacone. Uh, Tacona, and you don't need to exercise at all. I just throw that in, and because I've been working out religiously for the past 20 years almost every day, but it has nothing to do with exercise at all. It has everything to do with breaking down your food and flushing out things that have been in your system for many, many years, and I'm down 50 to 60 pounds since I got on this stuff. So, yeah, DM me. I think we're on something here. Craig Campbell watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame says, eliminate the missed field goal for a single. I agree, Darren. Jeff in Winnipeg says, five downs. Just kidding. They did it in the fan-controlled football league. They had five downs. We'll kick this around and more when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, live streaming on YouTube. And if you missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. <laughs> that is my finger in the bottom right of your screen. Yeah, I filmed it. Yeah, I got my finger in the way. I'm sorry. Huh. Man, it... Is my video extremely grainy right now? Or is it just the computer you sent me with? I can't. I can't tell. The boys it's can fine. tell, but I can't okay. tell. How's the video coming through, Jordan? Uh, he says it could be better. I don't know. What do I... What do I is there something that I can do? He says, well, uh, we'll uh, we're good for now. Just one more thing. I really got him going on the pink drink thing, uh, Moose. And I'm, I apologize for that. But it's the weight loss thing. It's this drink that I've been drinking here. And Ted Blue says, sorry, but what's the name of the pink drink? It's called Pink Drink. How about that? But How about that? Plexus, Plexus Worldwide and BW says the pink drink would help with the trucker gut. Yes, it would. The I think any exercise and not sloppy joes in a truck stop would help with the trucker gut too. But that's just me. Um, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says the screen is fuzzy. Everybody, close your eyes, okay? Just listen. It is not the end of the world. Close your eyes. Take a break from the world for a while. 
Andrew says, thanks, Rod. Andrew Stute, I love the CFL, but that no yards drives me bonkers. And honestly, Moose, to sum it all up, and you can continue to go down this road as long as you want. Everybody can. But it's like, why are we talking about this? Is it, is it because this was the lowest scoring season in the Canadian Football League since 1974 that they think they need to change all the rules? They didn't want to talk about the fact that the quality of play was down. They missed a year. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I could point to a lot of other factors. Not that the rules need to be changed. Is that where this is all coming from? You know, probably. I, I, I assume that's where it's coming from. You know, everybody wants to look at um, why the league is in some trouble. And that is a narrative for sure that the league is in some trouble. We're hearing it everywhere. And so you start to look at how do we fix it, right? And so we start thinking, well, maybe we can fix the game. Maybe we can do this. And then fans will start coming back. Well, that's probably not it because the game's been really good for a really long time and been really entertaining and had a really great competitive advantage and captured fans around the world and all these different things. We just need to get back to connecting with the fans and, and working hard to, to reach them and getting them back into the seats. I think, you know, another year... The game will be improved. You know, you had the year off. You talked about that, and the play was a little bit rusty. We've also eliminated coaches, so we're not getting as much attention, you know, um, as much coaches working on game plans and making sure we're ready for the, for the weekend. So there's a lot of other factors other than the rule. <sighs> That's I just wh why, why are we talking about this so much? It's ridiculous, and I'm with the football guys that say this is the best that they can come up with to talk about on the offseason. That's, that's pretty poor. Thank you, Andrew Stute, for getting injecting something sane here. He says, Giroux in for the Florida Panthers versus the Habs tonight. Claude Giroux will, in fact, make his Florida Panthers debut tonight. And we wonder what he'll bring. It's his first game after a thousand, a thousand. Right on the snout with the Philadelphia Flyers. That's impressive what he did. Uh, and so just to get back on track with what we normally do around here. Cinny girl in Pittsburgh says, close your eyes, put your feet up, and relax. Listening to Rod and Darren is very therapeutic. Is for you. I'm not sure it is for everybody, Cynthia, but we aim to please. Um, I think we're done on the transgender thing, but we're done. So tonight in the National Hockey League, it's a busy uh, night, 10 games. What am I going to be looking at the most? Definitely Florida at Montreal. Tampa Bay at Boston. Dallas at Carolina. Detroit at the Islanders. Philadelphia at St. Louis. Vancouver at Minnesota. My guess is Flower would start his first game in that one. Chicago at L.A. The Oilers welcome San Jose. Ottawa's at Winnipeg, and Nashville is at Vegas. They all have pretty big implications, Moose. Uh, is there anything in there that you might be interested in? Yeah, you know, the Jets and, and uh, um, are, you know, in Ottawa, Ottawa looking to, yeah, so Jets looking to get closer to the playoffs. Um, and then there's two games, one with Edmonton, one with Dallas in there. Um, Dallas is chasing, Edmonton's hanging on. That's another one with playoff implications. And with you, I'm, I'm looking to see how Claude Giroux fits in. Where do they put him? Who does he play with? 
kind of minutes does he log and impact does he have in Florida? Al? When we're not talking about transgender athletes and CFL rule changes, this is the stuff that I'm actually caring about. All of this, the Blue Jays are playing the Atlanta Braves today. And as we mentioned, they've dealt Randall Grichuk away to the Colorado Rockies. Very interesting what's going on with the Toronto Blue Jays. But at the very least, I think we can all sit back and say, I'll only speak for myself. I'm trusting the general manager, Ross Atkins. I'm trusting the president, Mark Shapiro. I'm trusting the skipper now, Charlie Montoyo. For a while, I didn't know whether I could trust these guys or not. But uh, they've, they've won me over with what's happened the last couple of years. And now it's up to the players. A little less dancing in the dugout. A little less passing the home run jacket around, although it's good that they're hitting home runs. But let's, let's get serious. It's not playtime anymore. Blue Jays and the Braves today. They're the odds-on you know, pick to win the division. Let's now go do it. Yeah. Uh, NBA tonight, Cleveland, Toronto. Not really big into that, but I might poke my head in there. And what I am really paying, paying attention to, SJHL playoffs tonight, baby. You're in the area. Head down to the dunk. And take in the Notre Dame Hounds on the Estevan Bruins. The Bruins have a 2-1 series lead. And the other series, LaRange and Humboldt are 2-2. Battlefords and Flin Flon, 2-2. And uh, Yorkton has stormed back for three straight wins, and they lead Melford 3-1. And tonight in the AJHL playoffs, it is Spruce Grove at White Court because we have sashayed our way into the Alberta junior hockey scene. I'm really paying attention to this. Are you watching it? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's really awesome. And, you know, once I'm feeling better, I was actually thinking of going down the road and, and checking out one of these junior hockey playoff games. So. Um, hopefully that can happen sooner than later and uh, we'll get to the rinks. But I love junior hockey playoffs is, is the best, especially when those, those uh, arenas get packed. Well, yeah, especially those SJHL playoffs and the trucker horn. Remember in the Battlefords mm -hmm. when they had me honking the horn and, oh man, it doesn't get better to that uh, than that. Ted Blues in the chat says, if Florida plays Tampa in the playoffs... Can Florida or anyone for that matter match Tampa Bay in goal? I think not. Yeah, let's just have the discussion here. Andrew Stute says the Habs players are expecting extra cross checks from ex teammate Ben Sherratt tonight. See, that's what's exciting forward with the NHL. Sorry, I'm skipping through the comments here. Now we're looking at the teams that have retooled their rosters since the trade deadline. So how good's Florida going to yeah. be with Giroux and Sherrod? Everybody's, listen, all I've heard all morning here in South Florida is that Giroux's playing his first game. I'm like, it's Sherrod's return to Montreal. Nobody's even talking about that. And I guess there's a school of thought that maybe if they play good enough defense and score enough goals, the Florida Panthers don't need to worry about Sergei Bobrovsky having the odd off night. See, Andre Vasilevsky in Tampa never has an off night. Never, ever. And this is why I think goalies should be the highest paid players in the, on the team. And people tell me to shut up, and I don't know what I'm talking about. Do you think you can win a Stanley Cup that way, Darren? By just scoring enough goals and playing good enough defense to make it easier on your goalie that you don't need to have the best goalie in the NHL and still win a Stanley Cup? Sure, it can happen. It's not the easy way to do it. It's not the likely way. I mean, 
we've seen it how many times there's so many great offenses in, in hockey and goals are just so hard to come by in the playoffs. They're incredibly difficult to come by in the playoffs. The game changes. Um, the everything changes, the intensity changes, the physicality changes. Um, even in a game today, that's more skill and speed. It still becomes more physical, tight checking and, and much, much harder to score. So, it's really hard to overcome bad goaltending in, in the playoffs. A little bit easier to do that in the regular season. You'd think they'd know. Yeah. Um, Jennifer in the four seasons says, everyone knows defense wins championships. That's from Jennifer. Yes. But as the staunch Oilers fan that she is, and I don't know her age, and God knows I'd never ask, but the 1980s Edmonton Oilers were the Exception that proved the rule. They scored enough that it didn't matter how many goals they went in, uh, let in. And I talked to Grant Fear about that. Watch your feet, Moose. I'm going to drop some names. Because I spent time with Grant Fear. It was one of those, you've never seen me do this, but I did this in Saskatoon that night. I was part of that event with Grant Fear and Martin Brodeur and Bernie Perrant and Ed Belfour. And I'm missing one. Glenn Hall. I'd never met Grant Fear before. I made a beeline for him, and I was like, Fierzy, can you sit down for a second? got to talk to you about something. He's like, yeah. He's like the most easygoing dude ever. And I'm like, yeah. listen, how do you feel about the critics? How do you feel about the critics that say that your goals against is too high and you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? He's like, I care what they think. You got four Stanley Cup rings. I don't care. We won. So the Oilers, the Oilers of the 80s did not do it with defense. And I can't think of too many other teams that did it that way. Although that was maybe the 70s Montreal Canadiens. I wasn't old enough to say. I think the defense wins championships. Is that not, would you not say that's more of a football? It's a football adage? term. Yeah, for sure it is. But, you know, um, and it's a, there's all those sayings, right? Golfers drive for show and putt for dough, right? And, you know, offense wins crowds, defense wins championships in football. And, and hockey, it's a little bit of the same too, but they don't, it, it's more of a football term. Andrew Stute, who, je t'aime, Andrew, je t'aime. He says, I have a good one. He's from Montreal, by the way, Moose. Do you know what je t'aime means? Yeah. Darren, you do? Okay. I love you, Andrew. But he says, I have a good one. Who finishes where in the AFC West between the Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, and the Raiders? LOL. Listen, Andrew, we're not chickens dancing on a hot plate here. You got us going on the NHL games tonight. Can you just, just settle? Chill? We may talk about that tomorrow, but we're having a good time here talking about the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs. So just chill for a while. Um, by the way, the Blades played the Winnipeg Ice last night. Your Blades. Did the Ice take that one? They did. What was the scoop on that game? I think it was 4-2 was the final. It was, uh, I think the, uh, the Blades uh, were at home. They had uh, all the, the dogs were in the building. It was pet night. So they brought, you could bring your dog to the game. I believe that was the night last night. Either that or that's coming up this weekend. It. Uh but, uh, yeah, they lost 4-2, and Winnipeg's rolling. Bring your own baggies, your own pooper scoopers. <laughs> oh, yes. 
Uh, Andrew Stute says, Je t'aime aussi, Rod. Merci. Mon ami. You ready to come back for overtime, uh, Moose? You bet. Okay, what's the French phrase that you learned? Oh, he's gone. We'll, we'll talk about that in overtime. Moose is learning French one sentence at a time. Chris Corbeil joins us. Captain of the Saskatchewan Rush. As we are in the thick of the NLL season, we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Beautiful day here in uh, South Florida. By the way, not so beautiful in Dunedin, Florida, over on the Gulf Coast side. The Blue Jays-Braves game rained out. So hopefully we get a chance to make it up another night. We're talking NLL now, and I'm very pleased to welcome in Saskatchewan Rush Captain Chris Corbeil, who was part of the highlight reel on the weekend in their big home win over Rochester, chucking the knuckles, and they're home again this weekend. Chris, welcome uh, to the RP Show. It's good to talk to you again, my friend. And I'll be honest, Rush season ticket holder, what a roller coaster this has been in 2022 for the Saskatchewan Rush. What's it like from the inside? Has it felt as wild for you as it has been watching it from the outside? Uh, well, first off, Rod, thanks for having me on. Uh, always a pleasure joining you. And uh, we appreciate all the advocacy you do for, uh, for the Rush. And uh, we know you're a season ticket holder there. And uh, like I said, appreciate all your, your, your fandom and always preaching the choir. But um, yeah, it's 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 felt it's 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 felt like a roller coaster for sure. It's uh, it's been a pretty crazy year. We're a group that's not that accustomed to losing, and um, there's been quite a bit of that. But it's it's been really close. Like uh, we've been on the wrong side a lot of of one goal losses and, and really tight games that have felt like you know with the right bounce, uh, you know a, a little bit of, of a change in luck, and we could have wound up on the winning side of things. Well, at least you're playing meaningful games and there's still a chance, but I want to just back up a little bit. The day that you came onto my radar is when you came out to Saskatchewan Rough Riders training camp with one of your teammates and you guys were ball forth. And I don't really remember why that happened because I was so laser focused on what the riders were doing. And I'm like, this is, it's Corbet? And they're like, no, it's Corbeil. And of course, <laughs> I think you were a newcomer on the scene then and now one of the biggest names on the team. What do you remember about that day coming out and hanging out with the football guys. Yeah, that was cool. And it was a, it was a good way to get a little more exposure into the community. Yeah, we were, we were new to Saskatchewan and Saskatoon at the time. And uh, I think the riders were, must've been having, yeah, a training camp for, for some reason uh, in Saskatoon. So Dilksy and I went up there and um, I can't remember the, who it was, but Dilksy actually had a buddy on the team and I, I knew Chad Owens, so uh, who was playing there at the time. So, uh, that broke the ice a little bit. We got to bring the sticks out and throw them on the field. And, um, yeah, that was a uh, pretty cool experience uh, to be able to, to do that and, and sort of share the field with, uh, you know, a, 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 another team that, that this province is, is really supportive of. Absolutely. Well, the two pro teams were intersecting that day, and I love when teams work together for that, and it worked because it got you guys on my radar, and I've been hooked ever since. Now, can I just ask you about the fight? Because I was showing some kids down here in Florida the video of your fight on the weekend, and they 
Sorry to say they loved it. They're uh, 10 and 12. <laughs> they want to play lacrosse now. What happened in that uh, showdown? Yeah, we were just uh, we were running over to the boards, and a teammate of mine, Matt Beers, he's the guy that normally is the one throwing the, throwing the knuckles, and uh, he got kind of pushed from behind in a vulnerable position while he was going into the board. So, uh, you know, we took a little bit of exception to it. I didn't even really plan on fighting, to be honest. I kind of went in there and gave the guy a push, and uh, he was ready to go and defend himself. And, uh, yeah, we ended up shedding the mitts and, and going at it. Credit to him. You know, he's a he's a young guy, American guy. I don't think he's got too much fighting experience under his belt, but he, you know, did a good job sticking up for himself. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was a good moment in the game. They were they kind of had a bit of momentum at that point, and uh was fortunate that sort of got the crowd back into it. And, uh we rallied in the second half, so it was good. That's the way it's supposed to work. Now, I'm sorry to focus on the fighting, but I, the rush don't care because they're putting out, they're publicizing this. Uh, how many career fights? Yeah. How many career fights have you had, not just in NLL, but in lacrosse overall? Do you keep track of that sort of thing? Uh, I'd, I'd just be kind of estimating here, but yeah, a handful in the pros and then summer lacrosse, probably another five to 10. So call it, yeah, 15 over the course of, you know, junior and then, uh, you know, playing in adulthood as well. Well, judging by the video that I saw, you clearly know what you're doing with that. So kudos, keep it up. And it gave the team the lift. By the way, man, I'm working on South Florida as the next expansion market for the NLL. I'm spreading the word down here and they love what they see. Anybody who sees it, loves it and falls, but it, they just don't really have it. So we're working on that. But back to the task at hand. Roughnecks in town Saturday night. I was at the St. Patrick's Day game in Calgary, and I thought you guys going to pull it out. It didn't happen. You must feel a little like you owe them something here Saturday night. Yeah, big time. They beat us twice already this season, so this is the, the last time we'll see them. And, I mean, you can speak to it. You were at the game, another close one. Uh, we head into the fourth quarter with the lead, and then a, a, a bad fourth quarter for us ends up being a loss. So, um you talked about, you know, playing meaningful games. We're essentially playing playoff games for the rest of the season. Uh, strictly divisional opponents, and it starts this weekend with Saskatchewan or with uh, Calgary coming to Sask. And um, that it's must win if we've still got a shot at the playoffs. So uh, we'll be excited. It's a pretty good rivalry between us and Calgary. Always has been going back to our days in Edmonton. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll give us a handful, but I'm hoping we get some redemption. It's funny, the last time that Derek Keenan was on here, I said, is your top rival Colorado, Derek? Because you hate them. And he's like, mm, no, 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 no. It's still Calgary. So I would suspect Sastel Center yeah. will be. Yeah, I suspect Sastel Center will be full come Saturday night. Now, the thing is, I was a newbie to lacrosse until you guys moved to the province. I still don't really understand the game that well. I don't see the difference from Jeff McCombs' style from Derek Keenan's style. He said that there wouldn't be much of a change in terms of philosophy, but clearly there's a bit of, I mean, has there been a change, Chris, a, a noticeable change from one style to the other? I mean, there's, there's subtle changes, but nothing major. Again, the, the coaching philosophy, that's a good way of putting it, has really remained constant. You see subtle changes in you know, the way that Jeff addresses the team, uh, the way that he runs the bench, the way that he runs practices, that kind of thing. But again, I mean, our offensive and defensive principles are the same as what they've been. Um, so, you know, by no stretch of the imagination, you know, do we, do we put any, 
you know, significant portion of the responsibility on Jeff for this, uh, you know, sort of treacherous season we've had so far. It's, it's, you know, our struggles have just been due to a lack of performance. And I, I, I think, you know, it's even evident if you, if you break it down, there's been stretches where we've been really good and, and dominant. In fact, you know, if we break, really break it down and look at how this team's played in first half, of games this season. I mean, we, we should be able to close things out, but we've, we've uh, developed a bit of an MO for being a team that comes out sluggish and, and unable to finish games in the second half, and it's cost us. To me, that sounds like a mental thing. And the thing is, I'm looking at the roster yourself and uh, Cornwall and Jeff Shatler. It's a lot, Ryan Keenan, it's a lot of the same guys but there's some different faces in key places, but I think that that cannot, you know, that can be overcome. So, but it needs to start Saturday night, as you know, and uh, I'll be watching. Mr. Corbeil, I appreciate the time. As always, anything else before we let you go? No, we're excited to see everybody out. We want a packed barn on uh, on Saturday. We built so much off of the, the fans and lacrosse is such a game of momentum. And I mentioned a lot of one goal losses for us this year. And I think we got four home games coming up down the stretch here, uh, playing in front of a home crowd. That can, that can be a one-goal swing. So uh, we need the fans to come out like we know they can, and uh, we're, we're excited to, to close up with so many home games. Good luck the rest of the way, man. Always appreciate what you do. Uh, go Rush. Thanks for the time, Chris. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having us, Rod. Chris Corbeil of the Saskatchewan Rush, Saturday night, home to the Calgary Roughnecks. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Moose will be calling the game. He's going to be back in here next for overtime. All right, we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is time for Taco Time Viewer Takeover in this overtime segment. It is a burrito-full day. It is uh, buy one, get one, half off at Taco Time, over 120 locations across Canada. As we bring in the moose, and I wanted to tell you, moose, overtime, of course, as always, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. They watch us every day down there, the Greek freak, Jennifer, and the whole crew. Um, for a limited time... Golden Corral had Nashville hot chicken on. Ooh. And we missed it. Didn't get there in time. I know, right? Okay. Because I need another buffet, obviously. But, but you uh, did go to the Golden Corral? Haven't been there. No, haven't okay. been there. Okay. Probably, I'm hoping to get there. Yeah, buddy. Uh... As I said, Golden Corral's not going anywhere. If I don't get there on this stint, I'll go next time. I just wanted to tell you, they had Nashville hot chicken. But I'm thinking, could it be anywhere near as good as our place in Nashville? Do you remember the name? Hattie B's. How can I not? Yeah. Hattie B's Nashville hot chicken. I know. So worth it. We got, we got him going, Moose, on that CFL rule change thing, which, again... I am open-minded enough to realize that just because I don't necessarily care to talk about it doesn't mean nobody wants to talk about it. So Metal Shingle Guy writes in, 
on the 902 line, and he says, goalpost should be moved back, eliminate the rouge, XFL kickoff is good and safe. And I'm like, well, then you might as well just adopt all of the XFL rules then. Move the goalpost back. I mean, that seems to be the real problem if we can zero in on this and put a bow on it, is that nobody can agree on what is perfect. So you need somebody to stand up and pound his fist on the table and say, this is what we're doing. And nobody seems to want to do that in the CFL. Uh, I go back to the hockey thing because I'm that hockey guy. It's like you with football. I played hockey, coached hockey, ref hockey. I know it inside out. I am far more comfortable talking about that. You with football played it, coached it. But you did you ref it? I didn't ref football, no. Well, I swear that you have no clue what the rules are of a sport until you ref it. Because you don't have a choice. You have to. When you go and get that certification for hockey officiating like I did, if you don't know the rules inside out, you fail. You don't get your certification. You know? And... And because I've hung out with so many football refs in my time, I don't know the, the rules inside out. That's why I don't miss that old job of the Rough Riders because it's like rules would happen in CFL games. I'm like, I don't know the answer to this. Well, you're the broadcaster. You should know. The coach doesn't know. Right. Because I've, <laughs> I've had CFL linesmen tell me that they would be officiating a game, a call would be made, and I'm not going to name who those refs were, but they told me they're under their breath. They're like, Coach, you can challenge this. But the coach doesn't even know. So anyways, people really love to talk about the rules and so forth. It's just not really my thing. And with hockey, we don't fidget and fart around with them as much as for whatever reason. Um, BW, by the way, writing on YouTube, says he's got to find paint drink. Just everybody's writing about it. Just DM me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm, I'm sorry for giving him all the free pub moose. They, just, they saw me drinking it, and the place went nuts. Well, if it works, right? And, and clearly, it's worked for you. Worked for me. Um, BW says, what's the story on the BC Junior Hockey League not in the Canada Hockey National Playoffs? Everything I found, there is negotiation to be done to get into the RBC Cup Playoffs, or whatever they call it now. We wait and see, right? Well, my reaction to that is this show is a little like a soap opera or if that's not your thing, an Archie comic book. If you missed a significant portion of the shows, you're lost. We broke the story that the BC Junior Hockey League was breaking off from Hockey Canada. We broke it. It was last year in the bubble. The WHL bubble, I'll never forget because it was a junior hockey guy that told me as we were walking out of the bubble, he goes, oh, by the way, you might want to report this BCJ's breaking off from Hockey Canada. And that was about a year ago at this time, Darren. And here we are. I was right. But of course, do you remember the uh, stuff that was flung at me over that? Well, of course. I mean, nobody wants to hear the news, right? Especially when it's something like that and your league's going to be leaving. Um, but I remember it well. I mean, that was, it was wild to think that was a year ago already. Now, I will say that I whiffed on this. I had that the BCJ was breaking off from Hockey Canada, which they did. But I was told that 
in the Alberta Junior League, Okotoks, Brooks, Grand Prairie, and one other team were going to join them. I was wrong on that. I'm only going by what my information is. You can only, you're only as good as your sources, I guess. But anyways, that's the deal. So they broke off on their own from Hockey Canada, and there's no, looks like no interest in coming back for them. The BCJ, those Alberta teams are staying. Uh, Tacona Pauli writes in, I'm going to direct this to you, Moose. You're the boss. He says, in all caps, I haven't got my hoodie in the mail yet. Did you field an order from Paul in Winnipeg? I will check, and I will get back to you on that. I'll look at the orders uh, right after the show. Find out. You don't handle check the with store, our, though, do you? No, I don't. So I'll check with our, our suppliers and see if uh, they've seen the order. Our expansive staff deals with that. It sounds like Moose needs to crack the whip. Uh, BW goes on to say, uh, sorry, I missed that. My bad. If you want to know what's happening, the inside stuff, you need to watch the show every day for two hours. But that last minute of play in the RP show, last minute. But now I'm realizing, Darren, why I could have been a coach or I could have been a teacher. You just keep repeating yourself over and over and over and over and over. That's right. Every day. That's all every that year. Is. Totally. Yeah. Uh, uh, Producer Clark wants you all to know tomorrow on a football Friday. Is it a football Friday? <laughs> Let me guess. It just worked out this way. It just worked out this way. NBA analyst Leo Routens. All six foot eight of him. Winnipeg Jets color man Jamie Thomas. And NFL insider Steven, uh, Steven Stamp. That is all coming up on Friday. Any last words from you, uh, Moose, before we let you go? No, enjoy the afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, everybody. Thank you to Sammy Cosentino, Chris Corbeil, and you for playing along. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus. We don't know what we're doing. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.